Hey everybody, it is Kelly. Welcome to Monday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, room one coaching. Um, as people roll in, I told everybody I would talk about anger tonight. So let me just put everything on silence. And uh, we'll get rolling. There. Okay, so for any newbies, I'm Kelly rules of the road. Um, I'm going to talk about anger for a little bit. Thoughts, feelings, circumstances around anger, how I tackled my anger. Um, and then raise your hands because we want to coach everybody who wants coaching. Um, and if you don't raise your hand, don't complain to me about not being coached <laughs> at the end of the hour. Um, cause that's the digs. We want to coach everybody who wants to be coached, but if you don't raise your hand, we don't know you want to be coached. You might just be listening, which is in and of itself awesome. So anger. Anger comes very naturally for some people, and it comes very unnaturally to some people. I think our society puts a lot of stigma on anger in general. Um, but at the same time, anger is very powerful especially a stigma to women being angry. Um, I would say anger comes very naturally to me. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with people being angry. Like I, I grew up in a family where the anger was expressed, not always in healthful ways. Um, and I think that actually made me quite successful in residency because you sink or you swim, get over it you protect yourself. Like the anger made a lot of sense to me. You get shit done with anger. Right. And when I think about anger now, I think of anger as energy. And it's usually poorly focused energy, right? You're just angry. People are just releasing energy from their body. And it is usually not in an optimal way, but we can channel anger instead of it being like explosive directed at somebody, we can channel the energy of anger to actually do a lot of good in this world. Right. So like my advocacy with like female sex ed and menopause and stuff like that is like my anger at inequality in this world directed to do good. And you channel, people talk about channeling the energy of anger to actually create good in the world. And I love the way of thinking about, like you're not going to just sit here and be pissed, right? You channel the energy into actually a positive energy. Um, so for me, my anger came like lashing out, right? Usually lashing out at like um, teammates or nurses or things like that. And I got to the point where I was like, this is a habitual behavior that I do and I don't want to do it anymore. It's not useful. It usually takes more time afterwards to clean up the destruction Right. If anybody's familiar with Enneagrams, Enneagram eights are like they're very comfortable with anger for anybody who knows what their Enneagram is. Um, and so I really wanted to explore it. Like I read multiple books about anger. Um, the Stoics, the ancient Stoics have a like there's a book on Stoicism and anger. Um, so really started to like understand philosophers thoughts on anger. Because for me, it wasn't just like a don't be angry or like don't respond that way. Like I really had to dig deep to understand it to then be somebody who's like, oh, I am I can get angry, but oftentimes now I choose not to. 
And now that I've done like how many years of coaching, three plus years of coaching, I, you know, they, they'll tell you, they'll be like, you gotta, you'll catch yourself. Right. And you won't catch yourself right away. You'll catch yourself afterwards and be like, Oh, look at me to have done that kind of unconscious anger thing. And now I'll catch myself. I'll feel the anger. I'll feel me wanting to react and I could just breathe into it and I can either breathe into it or I can, I, a lot of times I laugh at it now because like me being able to laugh at myself is very good at dispelling negative energy. There I am wishing I had control of things. There I am wishing I had, you know, people did shit my way. And a lot of the times I like, I was actually talking to my brother last week and I'm like, I was just watching myself one day, just kind of, re you know, want to react to everything around me. And I'm like, this is like, I just literally fight with reality all day long, which is what I think most people do. We just fight with reality and like we project it outward. Some people project that inward, right? That's not me. I project outward. Um, so really wanting to explore my anger and be like, why do I do it? And a lot of times why I'm doing anger is I'm wanting to protect somebody. I'm very like a very Enneagram eight protector. I want to protect my patient or I want to protect my, my nurse or I want to protect my time. Like it all, my anger always comes now that I've like been able to study it a lot. My anger comes from wanting to protect something, whether it's me, whether it's somebody who's, you know, more vulnerable than me and being able to see my anger as that, not as me directed negative towards somebody, but me wanting to protect something really helps me understand my anger a lot better because I, I never bought like, oh, you can just like people like just stop being angry. Like, I don't think, I don't think you can, but I think you can be the best version of yourself, right? Or you'll meet, you know, meet these older people or older surgeons are like, dude, he used to be a dick and he's like the nicest guy now is like, what's their secret? Like, what's their secret in that transformation, right? How did they become the best part of themselves? And I think it's really understanding yourself, getting to know yourself, getting to know what your triggers are, starting to see like, where do you feel it? right? Where do you feel it in your body? And for me, it's fighting with reality, right? We're scrubbed in, the patient's draped, and they don't have any shit ready. That would totally set me off in the past. And now I'm like, here we are, right? And literally my anger or like me wanting to expel that energy doesn't help the situation. I can just take a breath, take a chair, whatever I need to do. And I don't react. I, I react so much less the other thing about anger, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of things about like this coaching is like us thinking we're never going to be angry again, or we're never going to have human emotions, or we're never going to lapse back into an unconscious day, right? We do, we do, but we get better and better at seeing it and course correcting it. Um, I think for a lot, for me, like an understanding anger is like understanding how it benefits me, right? Like, why did I become somebody who like, can lead with anger, like nothing. My brother's very similar, right? We came from background, some trauma in our childhood, right? Makes it understand like anger was actually there to protect me. Anger was there to protect other people. That's why it's there. It's not a personality flaw. It's not that I'm a, angry people are bad people. They use it as a tool, right? And I think the other thing that really helped for me, I actually got coached. You guys might know this. I got coached on a patient. This patient was like, pissed about the PACU experience, just pissed about the PACU experience. And then she wanted to tell me all about the PACU experience and how 
bad it was. I'm like, I don't, I don't freaking have time for this. Right. And so I'm like fighting against her, trying to tell her not to be pissed so I can just like not have this thing go on. She just gets more and more pissed because she can tell I'm not listening. And I got coached on it. And they're like, why don't you just let her be angry? Just let them have their feelings. And I was like, well, that's not how medicine works. We get ranked upon how nice we are and how we fix things and how you know, we're supposed to make patients do X, Y, or Z. Like it's really against our, the culture of medicine to let people have their feelings, right? So I'm like, let me just play with it. I've got enough coaching tools now. I'm just going to tell them to be angry. Like, Susie, you should be angry. I'd be angry too. I totally get it. it. Like diffuses their anger like nothing else. Like you're angry that, you know, this surgery didn't turn out like you wanted it to. I get that. I'd be angry too. Totally understand that. And then there's like, you take all the wind out of their sails and it's an absolute power move. It's like, don't try to convince people to not feel their feelings. Absolute power move. Um, I think the other thing, so yeah, in writing those down and like wanting to talk to you guys about anger, because somebody had asked specifically to be coached about, about anger. And I'm happy. I'd love to coach somebody about anger um, is really like exploring these, these, what do you ever want to call them? feelings, issues, blah, blah, blah. Exploring our relationship with them. How did they benefit you? How do they hurt you? What, what are your triggers? For me, it's like over and over, I'm just fighting with reality. That's me being pissed, right? We shouldn't be running behind. We should be ready for the OR. The patient should be grateful, right? It's like everything is just me fighting with reality. And it's like that meta level of understanding anger for me of like, there I am again, fighting with reality. And anger is energy, right? So what do I need to do to, to get my energy out in healthy ways? Like I have to get my sleep. I have to exercise well. I have to do my coaching and my meditation and stuff like that. And it just puts me in such a better body, mind, energy place that I don't have this pent up tension of me having an unmanaged mind and an unmanaged body is like way more volatile out in the world than if I can optimize my brain and my body for that. So realizing anger is energy, it's beneficial, but it, it's a, it's a, anger is napalm, basically. Like it just destroys, right? And so it's like super strong energy that's like not always the tool we want to have. Other side of this is people with like repressed anger who don't express their anger, like keeping it in. Also, has been, if you guys have ever read any Gabor Mate, like he talks a lot about like not repressed anger, but like unprocessed anger, like swallowing your anger, keeping your anger in your body and how that's actually very destructive to your health. Like you must express your feelings, your anger and stuff, but like figuring it out in a healthy way of how to do it. Um, so those are my tips about anger. I hope it helped. That's like a, my little 10 minute rundown. Happy to answer questions. If people have questions about anger, put it in the chat. And then everybody who wants to get coached today, have your hand up. Rules of the road. If you don't have your hand up and uh, you wanted to be coached, I didn't know about it. So put your hand up and we will get to you. We will make time for everybody who has their hand up. I just keep checking. And then we make sure there's enough time in the hour. But if some, only one person has a hand up, I'm just going to like keep talking to them because they've got the hour and nobody else has their hand up. So don't be nice. I can't tell who you are anyways, because you all have nicknames and your cameras are off. <laughs> so keep put your hand up if you want to. All right, let's go to the first person for coaching. This is Tornado. 
anybody who's new here, you guys all have your names changed, which I love. Uh, keep your camera off, change your name, and it's all good. Tornado. Hello. Tornado looks, ask to unmute. Tornado looks unmute, unmuted. Tornado, ask to unmute is what it's saying. I'll come back to you. See if you can figure out your mute settings. I'm going to go to the next one. All right, we're going to do Atmospheric River. Love it. Atmospheric River, can you talk? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. It's not me. Perfect. No, it's not you. Um, hey, so I have, I'm in my like first post fellowship attending job. Um, I like it a lot, but I'm in this kind of weird practice where I don't have like an MA. I don't have a PA, a nurse practitioner. And then, so I've been like really busy taking care of a lot of, you know, like paperwork and notes and stuff like that. And that's fine. But while I've been like doing this, um, one of our colleagues down the road has been making some like super aggressive moves to get in on a lot of our, I don't know, I guess our turf. He's trying to like take call at our hospital. Um, he got our practice kicked off the call panel before I joined the practice officially, like right after I signed my contract. So before I even met this guy, he like cost me, you know, a bunch of money on call pay. And now he's like making all these moves to try to like take call at our hospital, get privileges at our hospital, which he got. And I'm just trying to figure out like as a new surgeon on the new kid on the block, how do I kind of temper this, especially when it's kind of hard for me to um, take cases at his hospital because I'm not proctored there and I don't have an MP or PA who can even see the patients there. Like, how do I kind of hold my own while my practice is under threat? Yeah. Um, are you busy? Are you full? I'm pretty busy. Like, where, where are you in like building practice? Yeah. Um, I am just, I'm about to hit my year mark in August. Are you busy? Are you, are you, I am pretty busy. As busy yeah. as you want to be? Um, I want to be 10 to 20% busier and I want to be able to hire um, a nurse practitioner or a PA. Okay. Cool. cool. Will, will hiring, will hiring them make you busier? I think so, because I'll be able to see more consults and um, they'll be able to see some of the post-op patients, get them into PT. I'll pop by, make sure they're okay. And I'll be able to get like, I think anywhere from two to four more patients in a day um, when I first start with them. And then if there are any good, definitely more. Yeah. Why are you seeing this guy as a threat? Oh, well, so- Is he a guy? Should a I use guy pronouns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's, he's definitely a guy. I mean, what, what he, he got us like kicked off a call panel um, at another hospital. And now he, um, he's trying to put himself everywhere. He's actually taking call at four hospitals, which Farfield is really kind of stupid because we have emergencies. Um, and he's trying to get privileges at all the local surgical centers. Um, and he has also made it so the health system that's affiliated with the hospital, like kicked us off the call panel as like not feeding us any of the referrals that they used to give us. And for me, like I'm still learning how to get busy, so I'm okay. But I think 
I'm just concerned that the trend is really bad and I don't know kind of how to fend off, you know, this, this attack. He also tried to get into our hospital um, by saying that he had a skill set that other people don't have with um, like neuroendovascular skills. And uh, he, that's kind of how we try to sneak into our call panel the first time around was by saying that he had the skill set that I don't have and that my partner doesn't have, um, which we don't, but he's like trying to, you know, really change up the, the hospital and uh, just, I don't know, he's trying to steal our business. Right? Yeah. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Pissed off, man. Pissed. What if he's not a threat? What if he's burning himself out and he's going to go have an affair and get a divorce and move? Dude, that's like what I'm hoping. Does that really <laughs> happen in real life? It does, right? That happens all the freaking time. Oh, really? All the time. Okay. I feel better. Okay. Like, like, do, like, do other people involved, raise your hand if that's never, if that's never happened in your community. Like these guys do weird things, man. In, in, including like sleeping with all the nurses. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Our, so our, um, our hospital recently hired a surgeon, um, in ortho that was, I was looking forward to meeting. And then that's what I found out about him is that he was, um, sleeping with the nurses right after his wife and, and him adopted a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you, what are y'all bringing in here? <laughs> like, I, know. I just feel like the, the quality of, of physicians they're bringing in is, is really bad. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm supposed I mean, I don't know what I can do about it if I have to do anything about it, but you know, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, I would just pay attention to like, you know, how you're viewing this is like, he's attacking, he's, you know, swooping in, he's taking, yeah. he's blah, blah, blah. Like all this very like victim-y language, right? Yeah. Of like, I'm powerless and he's just doing it and it's my job to stop it. And all that, of like, pay attention yeah. to that. Cause it's like, dude, you're like 10% from being fully booked. You know, as soon as you hire another person, you're going to be fully booked, like double down on you. Yeah. So like, what do I do to like, and then to build my practice and to, to do that? Like, I just don't know what to do. I mean, my, my boss is really great, but he has like a three and a half month wait list. So he's, I don't know if he remembers how to build the practice back up. Like, I need, I need help. I don't know right? what to do. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is like, ask him if he, if, you know, he wants to do it. Do you want me to take some of these patients away? Which ones do you hate? You want me to do those cases? Like if, if you've got like a, somebody in your practice with that big of a wait list, I would explore it and be like, how can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. He does you, give me you hate left-sided yeah. nostril cases. I'll take them like whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do get those from him. Um, and he does give me like my staff, I will say is really good about telling all the new patients that are under the impression that they're going to see him, that he has that wait list and that my wait list is, you know, like two to four weeks. And so that they know they can get in with me and, I have gotten like a fair number of patients uh, that way. Yeah. Um, Sunflower said 100% of jobs have people like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I mean, not good, but like that makes me No, I know. Me. It's like, sorry, but this is normal. Like, yeah. But it's like, you know, if you went somewhere else, there'd be another guy who's doing crazy shit. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because, you know, it's kind of hard when you first come out and you're in this. I'm in this like micro practice. So I don't know like what's normal and what's, not normal because I was just used to the big academic centers before that had their own pathology. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, if you're a year out and you're 90% where you want to be, it's that's fantastic. I would celebrate, celebrate the wins. 
Okay. Um, All right. I, can I, do would, that. I would take those little blinders that the horses use in the parades. Yeah. And you'd just be like, I'm going to focus on me and my patients and my referring doctors. And I am just going to mm-hmm. love on them. Yeah. Okay. You just build it. Right. Like, you just, you're like, um, you just build yourself to be untouchable and not threatened. Like you are like, this guy is not a threat to you. He's taking most fantastic. Take the call. You get to sleep at night. So you're like, you have good energy for the next day. I know. I was kind of excited about that part. I was like, well, all of us on the call are like, take our call. I know. Right. I, I was like, mm, you know, there are worse things than I'm taking my call. I still need to call to supplement my salary for a little bit, but, um, I mean, that era is quickly ending. One of our um, other surgeons left, so, and he was not in my group, but I got his block. So that's made my life a lot better. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I would focus on the wins. Okay. And, like, this guy's loud and shiny. And like, yeah. like so you want to look at him all, he's like the train wreck on the other side of the interstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, dude, just drive, just drive straight. You're getting to your destination. Okay, all right, I can do that. And don't be his victim. No, I mean, I want with your, like, with your words know. or otherwise. Right, right, right. Good point. All right, cool. That's, yeah, that, that's all I need. I just needed a little TLC there. You got this. Totally. Thanks. Totally. All right. Reno is good. We're going to wait. That was atmospheric river. I love you guys in your names. Okay. We're going to try tornado. We're going to try tornado allowing to talk again. Okay, so now I'm unmuted. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, it's great. On meetings, like I think someone like changed my settings so that I had to sign out to actually be able to unmute. I have no idea why. So you're, sorry you're about pretty that. good now. It was a little okay. breaky, cool. a little breaky in and out, but it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. I might also have to talk quietly at times because I am at a I'm at a meeting and I am in a hotel room hiding in the bathroom with my daughter sleeping. So this is like emblematic. Thank you for coming on to coach tonight. (laughs) Um yeah, no, thank you because I was I it's been like the most stressful, terrible week. And I got onto my email being like so frustrated tonight and was like, oh my gosh, the universe has heard me. Like the universe heard me. (laughs) I need some TLC because I know that I'm just like spiraling too much about this. Um, so basically, uh, so I'm at a, I'm at a, uh, medical meeting right now and I'm really lucky in that it's one that does offer childcare, which is like awesome. And it's actually a meeting that, um, I've been taking my daughter to since she was like six months old. Um, and she's now five. So obviously a little bit of off time during the pandemic. So it's not like a brand new thing. And it's usually been like, you know, a little rough at times, but overall a really positive experience. And what I'm struggling with is that like this time it has been absolutely horrible outside of the meeting. And it's just kind of like ruining my experience and ruining her experience. And I feel like it's actually like been really set back our relationship. Whereas normally it's time that we get time with just the two of us. And it's kind of special because like my hours are always wacky. So she doesn't really get as much like one-on-one time with me. Um, And so it's just been like very hard (laughs) Um, because she, you know, and I know there's a lot of reasons behind it. Like I think part of it is, you know, the very first night we were here, I did have a sitter for her and she went to bed at like 1045. So like, I know it's, you know, I know it's not necessarily anything I'm doing. 
And I know it's not even entirely things under her control. Um, but five-year-olds have a lot of trouble controlling their emotions when they are sleep deprived. hundred percent. And it's just like, I own one of me, those. Yeah. And it's like making me regret even bringing her. Cause she's also like, of course, at the same time, I'm finding out that she's missing all these like fun things in kindergarten this week that came up last minute that they were like, oh, by the way, we have all these special things that we're doing this week. And so like, I feel doubly shitty about it. So it's just been really hard. And it's also, I actually, during the conference, I'm having a lot of like wins and getting a lot of good feedback. Um, like people wanting to kind of like move me along in leadership or like talking about what a good job I'm doing. And it's just making it harder to enjoy that because it's not at the expense of, you know, because it doesn't really have anything to like me working hard during that, those parts of the meeting don't really have anything to do with, you know, what's going on like personally, but it's just, it's making it harder to enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, so what's, what's coming up for you? Like, what's the circumstance with daughter at meeting? Is that like, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then what are you, what are you thinking about it? Or, or give me a thought or a feeling. Yeah. I think regret. Regret. What's making you feel like regret? Um, I think it's multifactorial. There's the big picture regret where like, I know that this is hindsight and that I would have not really any good way of knowing that this was going to happen, but like just regret that I brought her now knowing that it's not going well, but I know that that's, that's me like Monday morning quarterbacking it, you know? So, but I'm still regretting <laughs> and wishing it, I could turn back time. Yeah. Is the thought like this isn't going according to plan or it yeah. should be different? Yeah. And I think there's even like a, there's, there's, um, there's also kind of like a sadness that this has usually been like a really happy thing for us and that it's tough that it's not. And I know that thing just because it's been, you know, good in the past doesn't mean like every single time will go well, but that doesn't mean that I don't want it to be that way. Right. Totally. Um, so, uh, not going according to plan, not going according yeah. to past. Uh, yeah, not going according to plan, you know, which, yeah. When you feel regret, what's happening? Um, I think it's actually probably further compounding everything because I am probably not my best self with parenting when it is just her and me. Mm -hmm. And I think I have, you know, I've, I've largely kept my cool, but I'm probably at 80% instead of a hundred percent of ideal parenting. Yeah. Uh, so it further compounds things. Less than, cause you're not like focused on the present moment, right? Yeah. Like, like you're analyzing I'm, why this is different or what you're missing. Like your, yes. your, your brain's in different places than like the present moment. Yes. Less than, we'll just say less than present. Less than yes. present. Okay. Less than present. Fair enough. Um, anything else you want to add to what you're doing or not doing? Yeah. And um, just kind of a somewhat peripheral thing is I also, because, 
because part of my outlet when I'm here as well as quality time with her is like going out and doing activities with her. And so when she's throwing tantrums, it means that we lose all our time at night. And so, you know, I can't put her to bed even later. And so then literally I spend all of my hours in a hotel room when I am not at the meeting. So I also don't have an outlet of like working out, being outside. So it's, that's an additional aspect that's just not helping matters. Yeah. I even put that in, just keep that in the, like, you're not being present, right? Like, yeah. And I do, one, of like, is, yeah, one of my outlets is, yeah. Cause you're, cause you're trying to rubbish. figure out like where, where's better besides the hotel room. Yes. And then yes. You're, you're not present in the hotel room. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the result is it's continue. You're, you're basically get, writing your, I'm thinking a type of a math. What's the type of the math? Calculus. Like you're writing your proof of like why this is not going according to plan and you're like doubling down on proving it. Yes. Yep. You're doubling down. Okay. I have a story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and my daughter has a story. I'm going to be so right. I'm going to be so right about this. And and my daughter has a story and she is damn well sticking to it. Yeah. I don't know where she gets that from. Super weird. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of what I was, I don't know when you came in on me talking about, I spent the first 10 minutes just talking about like anger. Right. And like, yeah. where did my anger come from and yeah. just like boiling, just like boiling soup. Right. To like get down to like, Oh, that's the, is like fighting with reality. Like our yeah. fighting with reality makes us fucking miserable. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's like, not that the kids stayed up late or the nanny was whatever on drugs or, or that, that like they didn't have better, closer activities to the hotel. Like it's us yeah. being like, it should be different. And I'm going to, I'm going to be stuck on it being different to prove that it should be different. And yeah. me being miserable is proof that it should be different. So I like that too. Like yeah. we just double down on it. And, it, and the skill and, you know, the coaching is to be able to be like, Oh, at least 50% of this misery is like self-induced. Yeah. Cause it's like the daughter could be like, she's exhausted. Any, but any kid who stays up to 1045, right? Like, yeah. They're yeah. toast. It's like, yeah. dude, you and could getting do, up and getting like up a, at 645. Yeah. Totally. And you're like, you could just <laughs> yeah. do a movie with room service and cuddle. And it could just be like three hours of cuddle until everybody falls asleep and you'd be fucking perfect. Yeah. Right. If you, if you allow yourself to be like, this is what we have right now. We've got a half-ass brain and my half-ass brain and we've got to like make it okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. Does any of that resonate? Yeah, it does. I think what is frustrating is, I think, again, you know, similarities of like me having the story and her having the story. So even when I have tried to shift the plan and been like, okay, we're going to salvage it. We're going to make the most of it. And like, sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't like tonight. I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, cause we were going to go like run to a playground, pick a pizza, whatever. And then, um, like it was getting too late. And so then I was like, Hey, well, like, you know, we still have time to go pick up pizza. So we'll like 
go fine going over and picking up pizza but of course she looked at it as like oh well like once again you know something not you know and and freaked out that we weren't going to the playground and thought that it was because of her behavior whereas actually originally it wasn't but then it became her behavior because then she threw a fit about it so it's like even when I tried to shift the shift the script and be like hey we're gonna like you know shift things a bit and yeah so um you know sometimes it has worked um so but it's just like (laughs) like I'm just dreading the next day and a half but I do need to just double down more on like let's make the most of it um yeah totally of like yeah this is the only trip like this you're gonna have with a five-year-old right and it doesn't mean next year is gonna be shitty you're gonna have a six-year-old then right yeah and so just be careful not to take it forward as much as you're even taking it back is like you probably don't remember the bad parts about like our brain does that right yeah our brain's like you like we forget like oh yeah the toilet clogged and like they didn't have our room and they're like we we forget all that shitty stuff and we're like oh yes it was it was so lovely yeah yeah and logically like and i do i mean i think um i definitely know that because i've i kind of have like thought logically about it and how usually is this like usually there is like a day or so that's like kind of crappy you know because there's usually you know it's a disrupted schedule and so i think i kind of prepared for that because like i do you know i try to objectively be like hey it's okay if there's like a bad day because there's always a bad day I think what's been hard is it's been more than a bad day and I'm like wait <laughs> it's not supposed to be like that it's supposed to be different you know? but like <laughs> exactly but yeah, yeah. like it's not so and I think um you know what what I'm um what I'm struggling with is how do I kind of try to focus on things like, okay, how do we regroup and like get her sleep without her feeling like it's necessarily a punishment? Like, so for tomorrow night, she was invited to this like big inaugural ball. And I'm like, there is no way in hell I can have her like at this event, you know, but I feel bad. Um, because it's not entirely, I mean, I did tell her, I was like, listen, if you're like not behaving at all, it's, you know, it's not, it doesn't bode well for like being around a bunch of adults at an adult event that kids are invited to but you know by the same token it's also just a matter of like logistics of you need sleep and you can't be going to something late at night um but it's still you know it's still to her gonna feel like oh well like I brought my fancy dress and now I don't get to wear it and like how you know right well and then that's the creativity yeah that's the creativity of like do you put the fancy dress on in the hotel room and order in room yeah yeah right of like what we I can't because at the end of the day, you're still the adult. She doesn't get to drive the agenda, right? Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. All she really cares about is wearing the fancy dress. You've got to do that in the hotel room. Yeah, that's true. I can tell her to like wear it with the with the babysitter, and yeah, totally. That's helpful because I think I also I think I sometimes get stuck too much in a loop of like you. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a consequence for when you act out because I think that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. And I think I definitely sometimes fall into that too much because for me, like if I misbehaved, like there's a consequence and that consequence moved forward. And I think that's not the best strategy for a (laughs) five-year-old. 
Yeah. Like you have to be like, okay, you know, it, you know, it's, it's not like, oh, you, you know, this has to be some somber night because like you misbehaved yesterday. Like that's yeah. silly. And but that's why I was raised. And so it's too easy for me to fall into that. Yeah. And they don't think like us, they don't have frontal lobe. No. Yeah. Like us, like us, like coaching is like so amazing for parenting. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. us trying to fight with their reality is like our suffering. And then they suffer because we're suffering. Yeah. And it's like, really, they just want their feelings acknowledged. Yeah. Like, they're having feelings and we need to validate them. Yeah. And then we just need to love the fuck out of them. Yeah. And that's where I think I do a better job a lot of the time. And I think right now I'm just so mentally exhausted because I'm also like, you know, focused on all this stuff at the meeting. Cause I'm like leading a whole delegation and, you know, mentally focused on that. And there was like a lot of crap going on at home last week, like stuff yeah. like that. And so I know that I'm not doing the best job. And so this is really helpful for me to just like refocus and be like, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's so okay. You're at a freaking She's, awesome hotel with your daughter. The food's decent. Yeah. Like it's pretty good. <laughs> everything yeah. else is like, everything else is like sprinkles on top of the cupcake of like, yeah. you guys just get to spend some time together and like connect and, yeah, you know, and yeah. redefine what, how we got parented. Right. Of like, yeah. Then we get to experiment with that, which is, a, which is freaking amazing. Yeah. So you have the space and like the insight to do that. Right. Yeah. Of like, yeah. And actually it was, it was kind of a little bit almost funny because I got an experience last week that kind of validated doing it differently and that my mom was actually in town, which was part of all of the drama that <laughs> also went on. And like, so she, when she's with my daughter, like she kind of does what she always did with me. And like, there was one day that like, it totally did not work for my daughter. I came home sobbing hysterically. And like, I kind of worked her through it with the validating of feelings and all that. And like, my mom came to me after and was like, wow, what you do really does work, you know? And that was a really nice feeling. Whoa. Um, but now of course I'm like backsliding a bit and it's just, you know, making me feel crummier. Well, we do, but it's we, like, we're, we're human. When we're, we're, we're never yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think I'm not in the moment. So this is, this is helpful just to like, remind me, like, I, you know, totally. I mean, I think, you know, the, the tricky thing with coaching and stuff is like, Oh, let me get to the part where I'm perfect. And you're like, no, no, no you actually get to the part <laughs> where you love that you're not perfect. Yeah. Like, that's the, if there's a destination, which we can argue with, but like the destination being like, you love that it's messy and you default into like rote patterns and you get pissed again and then you remember and then you try to do better and then you laugh at it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, like you can't escape a human brain, man. Like you can't escape. Yeah. It. Yep. It's absolutely like we're trapped. Like, but we, like, but you, you get the insight to be like, there's the brain doing the shit I learned from the childhood. Got it. Saw it this time. Yeah. Let's try yeah. better. Like that's yeah. the, that's the magic is like actually have, cause, and it, you know, that's when people talk about like being conscious and being unconscious, you know, yeah. like so many people go through their lives unconscious to the fact that they're repeating childhood traumas and they're repeating just rote behaviors. And then like through this work, we actually get awareness of it. Yeah. And that's how we do better. 
Yeah. That's really helpful. It's so awesome. And then you see all the unconscious people and then you're like, God damn it. Why can't they all, why can't they all do all this work? So we're all better. No, that's, yeah. that's not what the world is going to do. Yep. They're going to yeah, all be, no, this is... all of our patients are going to be unconscious. All of our partners are going to be unconscious. It's just, just repetitive behavior patterns over and over and over. But that's them, not us. That's them. All we can, not us. All we can control is us. We put on our blinders. <laughs> we do our best. Totally. And I can't control my five-year-old. I can only control me and how I react. Totally. And how I make the most of it and how I salvage it. My So my five-year-old, we were at my eight-year-old soccer game and my five-year-old's on the sidelines and they always bring snacks and the five, like the siblings always get a snack, but the soccer players got a box with their cupcake and the siblings just got the cupcake. And the five-year-old was pissed because she wanted a box. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, I'm like yeah. only the players got the box. That's, that was the rules. And she's just melting down literally with like cupcake in her mouth. And I'm like, it's so curious that you're throwing a fit with cupcake in your mouth. (laughs) But, you know, to kind of just point out the ridiculous of like, the rules are the rules. The players in the box and you got a cupcake and you're still crying. But they just let her, like letting her cry is a superpower. Yeah. Yeah, be sad. You know, I'd kind of be sad too if I didn't get a box. But the rules are the players get the box. But be sad. Fine, be sad. And then she's just sad. And it's like, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to go get a box. You don't have to ask the sister to share the box. You don't have to do any of that shit. You're just like, let her be sad with freaking cupcake in her mouth. And then it's, and then it's over. Yeah. We don't actually have to solve any of it. You know, I'm like, do I go get another, share the box? Well, no, you don't have to figure it out. Just let them be sad with their cupcake. And then it's and over. learn that life is life and things happen. Sometimes the rules are only the players get a box. Like you still got a, you still got a freaking cupcake. Like, come on. But five-year-olds, man. Yeah. Five. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, they're in joy. <laughs> like they're in joy and they're completely yeah. just. Yeah. Like tonight just, like, I just raw emotion to, yeah. that needs sleep and food. Yeah. Like I just wanted her to help with like, you know, turning her sweater inside out to, or turning the sweater the right way. And I was like, here, I'm holding it, you know, go ahead and reach in. And she was already starting to give out of me. So she like goes and like tries to poke her foot in. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Controlling the situation, and then, mom. And then <laughs> and then she like purposefully like reaches like above the sweater as if she's like doesn't even know where the hole of the sweater is. I'm like, mm-hmm. what 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 are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what what are you doing? Yeah. Like we're you're you're pushing my buttons on purpose here. Like what are you doing? Totally. I know. Great, and, and like our job then is to see it once we see it and then we don't react we're just like that's funny you want to put both feet in okay let's try it and then they're like and then they giggle you know and then you're like well yeah, I could, I could make that totally go bad or do. I could make it go good like my that's response to them needs to do that's what better self needs to do but not perfect self yeah not perfect self to, not perfect self but better self that's what I just need to remember of like defuse it take the power away from it yeah totally and don't and and make sure that we're not trying to live in the past or the future because there's so much suffering that comes from wishing it was different either past tense or future tense this is the present moment this is what you have right now yeah there's so much power in that yeah and then you can laugh you can be like oh look at me want to be in the future again 
<laughs> what brains do? It's just kind of ridiculous. I'm I'm not. I'm here. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it gets it gets silly once you start being like brains. Wants to <laughs> wants to live in the past again. Never's happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Literally Brain. nobody's gone back, but we all wish it was it was all better then. Yeah. Like brains, man. It's all we it's all we got. Okay. All right. I'm gonna bring up awesome. I Thank think Cloudy with a chance of meatballs wants to hang out. So you got this. Enjoy the time you have with, with the conference. It sounds pretty good. Thank you. Frying with cupcakes. That's what we're doing. All right, very good. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, you are up. If anybody else wants to get coached, because it's 844, raise your hand. Otherwise, we will end with Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I just have a quick question. Yeah. That relates to anger. Yeah, bring it. Can I give you a specific example mm -hmm. of an ER physician that drives me absolutely crazy? Mm -hmm. So... When you say anger is your default, anger is my default, but I'm not remotely comfortable with it. <laughs> In fact, I hate it. Um, but, I mean, the perfect example is this ER guy that's been here for years and years and years who can't seem to either figure out the rules or I always kind of feel like he's picking on me because he calls all the time when he doesn't need to. But the way he documents in the chart, you have to go in and do it, take care of it, and do something. I mean, the last example was 3 o'clock in the morning when he called me on something he didn't need to. But because of the way he documents, you can't just say, I didn't do it. And, you know, I mean, you can't just give an answer over the phone. You actually have to go in and take care of it. And so... That's beating your head up against reality, but I literally don't know how to <laughs> not get absolutely furious about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think, and you could correct me because I you know more of the story than me, but it's you wish it was different, and your feeling for that is anger. Yeah, and part of it is, I mean, he's not, he's not. I don't want to say I'm a rule follower, but maybe I'm a rule follower, but he's not following the rules. I mean, because he's not following the rules, the rest of us have to, I guess, suffer the consequences. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's too, we have like a, as a side note, we have like, we had two or three ER docs. So it calls for like effing urinary tract infections at like two in the morning. And yeah. we're like, we went above to like their leadership and we're like, listen, if you want people to take call and you want people on call for you, you've got to call us for surgery things only. Otherwise we're going to stop answering our phones. It was nicer than that. But like, you're, you're basically abusing the privilege of having surgeons on call. So like, I think there's one thing of like, how do you actually try to solve the problem? Right. Because I true, I truly believe now, like these people don't know any better, especially if we didn't tell them any better. Right. Like, well, I think he does because, I mean, I've been to his boss. We've sat down with me, him, and his boss. And we've had this exact conversation not that long ago. And yet he continues to, I mean, the 
I don't know if it gets too specific. I mean, the example is he's supposed to call you for a, there's something called a trauma alert. And that is a something for the ER physician that they're supposed to have the workup done in an hour. Well, he calls me at an hour and says, I don't have the workup done yet, but I'm pretty sure, well, I don't know if we're going to need you yet or not, but I'm giving you the heads up so that I can write your name in the chart and get myself out of trouble and get myself off the hook. But now I'm putting you on the hook. Did he say that? He doesn't say that, but that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, cause yeah, he yeah, literally yeah. documents so-and-so notified at this time. And once he documents that I'm required to see, be there within an hour. Within an hour. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've had the conversation with his boss. I mean, just laughs at me. <laughs> the boss laughs at you? Yeah. Because this is how trauma activations work and suck it up buttercup? Pretty much. Okay. He says right. that that guy can call me whenever he feels like it, whenever he deems it's appropriate. But the okay. last time he did it, he didn't end up, he ended up not needing me. Mm -hmm. Wasn't my patient. Didn't need right. to be my patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to the, because the, the first thing I'm exploring is like, what can you do? What can you do about it? Right. Because I'm always right. like, solve the problem if you can solve the problem. If you, when, whether that's just documenting for eight more times and then presenting it again, like whatever that is, there's like the energy to solve it. But then in the present moment, the question is, is anger helping this? Is you being angry at him helping anything? No. No. And one would argue anger actually makes it worse. Yes. Right. And so it's just kind of like starting to step and be like, okay, my reaction's anger because my thoughts are he's an idiot. He should know better. He does this all the time. I'm fighting with reality. I'm powerless to change it because I already tried that. Right. Like all these things lead to anger, which then either creates like napalm or negative stress for you or whatever anger creates. Right. And be like, all these things might be true. Anger is not helping. Can I choose? Can I choose something else? Can I just be like, thanks for the phone call? Like, and that's, you know, that's where like we have to sit here to talk about it because you can't decide in the instant of getting pissed to not choose pissed. Pissed is too, it's too ingrained in you. Like it's too repetitive, right? Like you literally have to have this 10,000 foot view of like, I'm going to choose differently for me. For an example, for me is like when people call me on call, a lot of it was fighting with reality. They shouldn't be calling. They should know that they don't need a surgeon for this. That should, 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 should. Right. So I'll be like really short with them, terse, whatever all the words are. And now I'll just kind of like hold the phone away just a little bit, just to kind of give me some space from it. And I'll just like breathe and kind of hang out and let them tell me their whole story and then decide to be like, all right, well, it doesn't sound like surgery is needed. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. So I still have to do like a little bit of distancing so I don't trigger my anger for it, but I'm, I have worked on enough work to be like me getting pissed at this person literally helps nobody and it makes things worse. And that's where you break the cycle of that repetitive behavior. But I think a lot of it, if it didn't come from your childhood, it came from our training of like, you know how you get people off your back? You're a fucking dick to them. And then they're off your back. 
And like, yeah, we were trained to do that. I mean, we were trained to, to do that. Do that. Which is which blows my mind of like people are like, I don't know, anger. And I'm like, you're literally trained in this like toxic anger environment. Like, how did you get trained? Right. Like to me, I'm like, we got tra- it's our choice now to break that. Like, it's not good but for in my the moment. Well. I mean, is there any suggestion for in the moment how to break it? Because that's what I know I want to. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, let's call this guy Oleg or whatever. This is the point where Oleg's calling that I'm going to get pissed at Oleg. Whatever you need to do, I'm just be like, God bless Oleg. He doesn't know. It's like, and, and to me, it's it's literally like putting the phone away a little bit so I don't hear all of it. Like I hear enough to like know they're calling about a recurrent UTI or something, but it gives me the space to like not instantly react. They finish their whole story. I've taken a couple of breaths, but I'm like, I purposefully, I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt them because that will cause me to be angry. And then I I just pay attention to my thoughts. I'm like, I just like watch the movie. Like our thoughts are movies, you guys. And like, we just like to play the the well played movies. Like we like the top 10. Watch my brain get pissed at Oleg. Watch me fight with reality. Oh, here's me fighting with reality. Here's me being pissed because I have a job that calls me at two in the morning, but that's my job. I signed, I literally signed up to get called at two in the morning. I did that. Not anybody else. So I just like watch my thoughts now and I don't respond. And I'm not here to say that that's easy. And I'm not here to say that you're going to accomplish it in the next weekend. I'm here to be like, that took me effing years, but eight times out of 10, it works now. After years and years of just being terse and short and pissed and interrupty you can you get to be a point where that isn't your default anymore and it's actually pretty freaking cool well i get i guess i get to start trying that tomorrow so we'll see (laughs) yeah and you know the whole like perfection of thing of like you are not going to be good at not being angry right away my friend (laughs) don't get pissed that you're like you're not playing the banjo perfectly after never playing the banjo like you know like you you're very, you have, you're, and a lot of this is like subconscious, right? Our brain just wants to do what's easy, how you were trained. It's default. I'm addicted to him. It's, it's the least I can give him for being stupid, right? Like that's our, that's, those are our brains. So like give yourself the patience of like, you're literally building a different way of reacting to this person. And Oleg might be the t- like might be the toughest one for you to practice on. There might be other people like you don't know this person and you're getting angry. Like that might because you got this like history with Oleg, whatever his name is. But um, so he might not be the easiest one for you to start with, just to think about. Or he might be like your one and only. He's your Everest. Of like, if I can figure out my anger with Oleg, everybody else is easy. <laughs> Probably even better to start with somebody else, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like you have too much history with Oleg. You've had meetings with this man. Like he's not the he's not the person to practice a new language on. But yeah, it's just it's figuring out like rewiring of like anger is an option. What else is an option? Like me, I, right, me, I just, me I just listen to what's that? I said it gives me a place to start. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you know I have no idea. <coughs> If what I've learned 
is like replicable, like exactly, like you're going to have your own trick, right? You're going to need to like doodle with a pen while you listen to the phone and like draw pictures of faces. I, I don't know, but like there is a way, but it takes calories because our, we just want to do what's easy and like what we're really good at and what we know how to do. And to actually choose a different path takes a lot of work. And now you're like, now I'm like this person, doctor on line one is calling about the cir bleeding circumcision in the pediatric clinic, right? What the fuck? They're like, okay, park one. I see it blinking. I'm going to take a breath. Now I'm fighting with reality. I wish this wasn't happening. Yep. Okay. Now I pick up the phone. Let them tell their whole story. I'm not pissed. Like I've processed it. So like you, you can absolutely, I am not special. I am not a unicorn. I figured this out all on my own. Like, but to not react with anger is way sweet because you're just this calm, collected surgeon that like is not ruffled by anything. And that is a superpower. I would like to have that superpower. Oh, you it's there. It's just going to take some training. Fair enough. It's there. Enjoy the work. <laughs> no, will do. Thanks. <laughs> Report back, man. I want to know how it goes with Oleg. I like I'll I have one know. I have there's this one doctor in town and I've done a lot of work because he drives me effing nuts and then you realize there's parts of not all Oleg might be irreparable but like there's parts about it that like you've like their purpose in life is your personal growth because <laughs> otherwise there's no it just doesn't make sense why they're in your life <laughs> oh I love that right? So you're like, I get to work on myself again because I have a meeting with this guy today. Perfect. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> good, good, that good. May, that may do it right there. Right? Like, thank you, universe. I got to work on some shit. Thanks for making it obvious. There we go. There we go. All right, my friend. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate Until it. next time. Cheers.